the pendulum's got to be somewhere in the middle. We have to be able to value education and certificates and all that stuff, but we can't forget about what's the most valuable. And that to me is your work ethic, your traits, your background, everything that you can bring to the table in real life experience. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Los Angeles. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategy, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. If you've been in the fire service long enough, you probably remember a time when firefighters with a trade skill were highly valued. These were the guys who came into the job knowing things like engine repair, or electrical, or even plumbing. But these days, it seems like those skills are not valued much. Now, hiring and promotion are based largely on test scores and education. How did we get here? And is this okay, or are we missing something? My guest today to discuss this is Chad Costa. He's a battalion chief with the city of Petaluma, California Fire Department. He has two decades in the fire service, and he's worked some pretty diverse situations from a rural department to a city, as well as CAL FIRE. Chad is the Technology and Communications Battalion Chief, and he's a Division Group Supervisor on California Interagency Team 5. And Chad Costa joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you for having me. Once upon a time, we brought people into the fire service with less formal education, but more real-world skills. Now it's the other way around. How does that change fire departments? I want everyone to kind of understand, if you don't mind, a little bit of background of of myself. I just finished my bachelor's degree about a year ago and was just promoted to battalion chief recently within the last year. And one of the things that I think some background that helps is I did grow up in, in, you know, a ranch in a non-firefighting community or, or, or family. Basically, you know, was brought up from two parents that were blue-collar workers that didn't know anything about the fire service, didn't have any edu- formal education beyond high school, and, you know, got into this great service and realized that education was really important. And I want people to understand that, that I'm not advocating for, you know, a non-educated fire service. I myself, at 30-something years old with two kids and a wife and a job, went back to school and got a bachelor's degree and and uh, continue to to educate myself and hopefully move on to the FO. And back to your question and understanding that background, when I got in the fire service 20 years ago, speaking with chief officers and captains, you know, that had 20 plus years in, so we're going back 30, 40 years, they would tell me stories about, hey, you know, I'd ask, how'd you get hired? And what was it like when you went through the process? And they tell me things like, well, the fire chief sat me down and said, what do you, what can you do? You know, what, 
what are your skills or how can you help this organization? What was really interesting is they were saying things like, you know, I was a painter or I was uh, someone that did automotive or something like that. And that's how they got in. Not necessarily, you know, their credentials or their education. There's still every job, there was still basics that they had to have, but the fire service has evolved and has changed. And I think it's a good thing. I think we have made important strides in the right direction. But what I think we've done is we've swung, swung the pendulum so far the other direction to where all we value or all we're valuing is, you know, like Chief Sailor says of Sacramento, he says, you know, we're valuing the measurable, but we forgot what's valuable. That's good. That's really good. And his perspective is amazing. And, and I value, you know, his perspective because what he's saying is, yes, the measurable is my certifications and my education and my work experience. It's easy to put people in a room and give them a hundred question written test and say, you know, you got to get 70 of them right to pass. I submit that those people that don't pass are the people that aren't getting the opportunity because of the measurable maybe the best people potentially for the job or maybe good quality candidates. But because we're not valuing that work ethic and that that background as much as we used to, I worry that we're leaving some of our best candidates behind. How do today's candidates for hiring and promotion stack up as a whole versus the generation that grew up in that blue collar environment? I think overall, when you look at the potential of what we're producing in the fire service today, and specifically, you got to kind of separate entry level with promotions. There's a big difference there, and, and we can talk about both. But specifically, entry level, the candidates that I'm seeing are more, I, I, would, I would say that the, the educated candidate that's coming into the fire service, we're seeing more, obviously, because education is valued more in our world, as it should be. Very intelligent people that can help tremendously with many things in our service, like whether it be social media, whether it be programs that we're using, whether it be CAD systems, whether it be staffing programs, there's a lot of really amazing traits. But the struggle can be the entry-level people having that background, you know, maybe not working in the trades prior to the job, maybe not growing up in an environment where they had to get outside and really learn, you know, skills of using a chainsaw or a drill or screwdriver, you know. I mean, my kids are going to get home from school here in a couple minutes, and I'm going to be honest with you, they're not going to go outside and stack wood. They're going to be looking for their iPads, and that's, that's okay. That's the world we live in, but if you're not going to, if you're, if you're not getting that type of candidate or someone that that has that background, then we, as the fire service, need to understand that and change our views and our interlevel process, our backgrounds, not necessarily eliminating people, just changing our academies. You know, I, I talk about in your first week of the academy, let's, let's build a prop. Let's ensure that our members are getting whatever they're lacking. Let's make sure we give that to them and, and value that so that our organization grows and becomes a more well-rounded department. So when you ask the question of what's the difference, the difference could be that we're getting the well-educated entry-level person, but maybe they don't have that background and that blue-collar working 
raised in that environment. And so let's change that. Let's change our entry-level process. Let's change our academies. Let's ensure that the organization gives that to them so that they can be a more well-rounded, successful firefighter. When it comes to promotional stuff, you know, I look at myself, you know, I didn't have it five, six years ago. I didn't really have an education beyond certifications and, and high school diploma. And I've been pretty successful and I've I was successful because of my hard work and my dedication and what what I gave back to the organization. But ultimately, I realized that I'm never really going to make it anywhere past captain unless I go back to school. And I'm still doing that, you know, and I know that I'm never going to make fire chief unless I go to the EFO and CFO and all those things. We have to value both sides. Right. And, 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 and that's all right once you're on board. I mean, once you're on board, you can be told, hey, you're in, now you need to get a little more education. Does this attitude that values academic skills over real-world ability hurt our ability to get the job done? I think when you're talking about different aspects of our job, it can affect things, meaning can we get the job done with just academics and no real-world experience? You know, I, I think it I think it it affects it. I don't think the answer is yes or no. I think that the, the, the more well-rounded you are on both and the more that the organization realizes that an individual or a department may lack in one side or the other and focus their career development on, on improving that lacking area, I do think that we provide a better service. I look back and I just, all I can do is give you examples of why I have that opinion. Uh, I look back at a captain I had at a young age, high school diploma, no no major education other than some certificates, but this this gentleman was amazing. I mean, didn't matter what call we pulled up on, it didn't matter what the what the situation was in front of us, whether it was emergency based or non, he could just he just figured it out or he just came up with, "Hey, let's try this" or "Hey, I've done this before. It was amazing. And it had nothing to do with education. It had nothing to do with a certificate. It had everything to do with real world life experience. And and there there's the key, I think. It's not necessarily about your ability to turn a wrench or use a hammer, although those might be useful, but it's about having had some experience solving problems and figuring things out in real life. I agree with that, but one of the things that, that we have to keep in mind is that fire service isn't just about providing emergency services or putting out fires. We all know there's so many other aspects of the job. I mean, I'm the technology and communications battalion. I basically brought MDCs to the organization. I've done a, you know, a whole new RMS system, a scheduling system. I mean, on and on and on. I deal with social media and all those, those aspects of our organization. And I would submit that my education and my certificates are a major factor in why I'm successful in those areas, way more than real life. So ultimately, that circles back to why I say the pendulum's got to be somewhere in the middle. We have to be able to value education and certificates and all that stuff, but we can't forget about what's the most valuable. And that to me is your work ethic, your traits, your background, everything that you can bring to the table and real life experience. I'll be back with more right after this. 
Don't miss your chance to get your hands on the hottest logo wear around. Code 3 Podcast Gear makes you look good and tells the world you're a fan. Now you can wear the Code 3 logo proudly. Just go to our website, Code3Podcast.com. Click the banner and you'll be able to order an assortment of cool apparel and accessories. And thanks for supporting the podcast that supports firefighters. Do you see this as part of the societal push to get young people to get a degree instead of pursuing a trade? Is that how this came about? Yeah, Mike Rowe is, uh, is amazing on this push, and I, I follow him closely. And he talks about, you know, how we got to get back to, to the core values of, of, of work and, and back to being the plumbers and, and, you know, construction workers and all those things that are kind of we're finding that are, fading away um, or we're at least having trouble filling you know those roles in our in our society i happen to agree with him i think that's definitely a problem that we're going to have as the time goes by when we don't have plumbers anymore yeah, yeah no kidding and he's got a got, what's amazing you know i look at my I just tell my wife this i said you know when i was you know not that long ago it was like go to college that's really your only choice it was, it was, you don't, you don't really have an option. You got to go get a degree. And, and all the smart kids are getting degrees and then otherwise you're just going to be a carpenter. Right. And what's wrong with that? And it's, and make 60 bucks an hour. My sister is a extremely educated and she's a doctor and she does really well. And, uh, and I'm proud of her for that, but she went to school for shoot. I don't know. After high school, additional 10 plus years. And uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I should have, I wish I would have, and then I wouldn't have had to go back, you know, later in life to, to do it. It would have been easier at a younger age. But ultimately, you know, I didn't go to college and I went to work. And, and I feel like I have a pretty decent life as well. And, you know, provide for my family and enjoy life to its fullest. But I think your, your comments saying, you know, it's the world generation and, and where we're at pushing this stuff. Yeah. You know, culturally there is this push to say that you're a failure if you don't have a degree and, and we've created this and what we've, again, I think ultimately probably it's not just the fire service that's dealing with this issue. Um, I think it's culturally everywhere is just that push for education, but not valuing and, and forgetting about you know, the core values of us as people, which is, which is, you know, who we are, what we can bring, our work ethic, our attitude, and all those things that, that if we attach to an education and get both, will make us so much more rounded and so much more beneficial to our service in the long run. And that's, you know, that's kind of my stance on that, you know, is if you can find both, boy, you struck gold. And if you are an individual listening to this, and you think you might lack in some area or one side to the other, you know, I push you to, to build that up because it's going to make you more rounded. And if you're an organization or a chief officer listening, you know, let's change our organizations to focus on building those areas up and making sure that they're funded. And those career development plans are actually something more than just a book sitting in the, the cabinet somewhere. You know, this is our service. And if we forget about those core values and we forget about that hardworking, dedicated member, 
ultimately my fear is that we'll create an organization where the thought process is go to school, get your certs, get your degree, and 30 days before the test, study as hard as you can because nothing else matters. And that's that's my biggest fear. All right. It's a refreshing viewpoint. Good to hear. Chad Costa, thanks for joining me today on Code 3. You're welcome. So what did you think of Chad's view? You can leave your comments on our website at code3podcast.com slash skilled. There are links to more info there as well. So check it out. And please remember to support this podcast by making a monthly pledge or buying a t-shirt. You can find that information on the homepage at Code3Podcast.com. Over on the right sidebar, there are two buttons, one for buying apparel and one for making a pledge. If you make a pledge of 10 bucks or more a month, you get access to the Code3 Bull Sessions. That's extra material that other people don't hear. Either one will help us out, although you may want to remember that Christmas is coming and apparel always makes a nice Christmas present. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more, and I hope you'll be here too. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or to subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.